With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Holistic Living. I'm Tara Davis. In this episode this week, we are going to continue our talk on the practice of the present moment. So if you were able to listen in on last week's, if you weren't able to listen in, I encourage you, I invite you to listen because it has so much information on being present. So we're going to continue talking about where we left off from that last week. So we talked about all the different vices and the ways that we check out of being in the present moment and how being in the present moment has such an incredible impact on our lives when we're in it. It also has just as an incredible of an impact when we are not present in the moment. And so I want to touch this week talking about being willing to be uncomfortable in that present moment when we are, when we find ourselves in a place of uncomfortableness in the present moment. So I feel like we are so used to being comfortable. We have so many avenues and ways to make ourselves comfortable right now. We are in a place in society that we have this instant gratification need, and I am a complete subscriber to that need of instant gratification. You know, I'm practicing this year being in the present moment and how being in the present moment affects me. And so I want to talk about this week, start talking about that willingness to be uncomfortable in the present moment. Because when something starts to be uncomfortable, we always want to default to skipping right out of that present moment and doing whatever we can to get back to feeling uncomfortable rather than being willing to be uncomfortable. So I wanted to talk about what that looks like for me from the perspective of time. Because I did a lot of work around the beginning of the year, um, well, the beginning of the month, of this month, we're still in January. So I did work around, um, at, a, at a shamanic workshop that I went to, around time and how time shows up for me from the perception of being a hindrance rather than being a help. So throughout the year, I am encouraging myself. So through this practice of the shamanic journey that we did, I was invited to see how time shows up for me. And just when I want to think I don't have enough time or that's taking too much time, when I want to see the negativity of time, how can I turn that piece around and make 
the seemingly, quote, constraint of time work for me. So that for me is part of being in the present moment. So here is a great example of being in the present moment and allowing time to work for me rather than my previous subscription to time is always against me. I don't have enough time. It's taking too long. You know, I wanted it done yesterday and why isn't it done now? And so I am unwinding that pattern within myself. I don't want to live like that anymore because that actually for me creates so much internal anxiety. I don't like it. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, So the practice and the challenge for me is how does time work for me? How do I see this obstacle that I think it is work for me? And really, we all have as much time as we all need. Time is such an illusion that we have created. So one of the things that has been really up for me prior to realizing that I could have time work for me instead of against me was the creation of my business. So, you know, I've been talking about for like the last six months, all of these business ideas that I have and where I am in the process and changing over my blog and changing over the format of the podcast and, and redoing excuse me, my logo. In my mind, this all wasn't happening fast enough. Like I wanted it done yesterday because I can see what I want it to look like and how I want everything to unfold. The laugh is on me because as it has been unfolding, if it were to have happened in that instantaneous moment that I wanted it to happen like six months ago, I would not be at the place where I am now with some of the revelations that I've had since then, and I would already be ready to change it up again. And, you know, as we continue and learn that everything happens exactly when it's supposed to happen, everything happens for a reason, it happens in the right time, in the right order that it's supposed to happen, that's when we realize that, oh, right, I need to be more patient. So, Rather than what I thought I was going to work on in the present moment of patience, it really is asking myself the perception that time is working against me. How can it work for me? And so currently I have this fantastic assistant that I have hired to help me produce my podcasts to do a bunch of research on the areas that I wanted to look up. She is helping me with my website and helping me with my logo. If I would have gone and done things when I wanted to do them six months ago, she would not have been able to come into my life and be such an important part of my growth and my transition. We wouldn't have met because I wouldn't have allowed that. I would have already been further down where I thought I should be. And so that is part of being in the present moment for me. 
is allowing myself to ask, okay, how is time working for me, not against me? Another perfect thing that came up for me this weekend was that, you know, since we came back into the country, we've been back in the country now a couple of years. And when we came back in the country, you know, since we had sold almost everything that we owned um, before we left, we had no idea when we would be back or where it would be that we would come back to. So we just had a few things in storage. And so when we came back to the country, we knew that an apartment would suit us because we were um, down to one child out of three that was going to be just living with us. So, you know, a little two bedroom apartment has served us greatly. Now, after two years, we are ready to start house hunting and the itch is there to get out of apartment living. I mean, it's really served us well and now we're ready to own a home again. And so it was really interesting because we just got a note that our, uh, well, that we, our lease comes up for renewal in two more months and they're going to raise our rent. And so immediately what we thought was, okay, that's it. We're out of here. We are moving. We got to figure this out and move and get a contract on a house and be out within like a month and a half, right? And I know that can be done. We have jumped through hoops like this before and made things happen and everything has turned out really well. Um, it hasn't felt forced in the past. It's always felt like if it needs to happen, it will happen. And that is 9.9 .9 times out of 10, how I make my decisions is, is this supposed to happen or not? How does it feel in the moment? And so yesterday, George and I went out house hunting. We looked at new homes. We looked at homes that had been built, you know, like two years ago. We looked at older homes. And then we went back to um, a place that we had looked, a new build, uh, a new community that we had visited probably six months ago when we kind of thought, mm, maybe we should start looking. And we went back to a woman that um, we have worked with. She said, well, the particular homes that you like have all been sold. However, here in a couple of months, we'll be opening up new plots, which means that you can start from the ground and pick out exactly what you want um, on everything. And so initially I thought, oh, God, I got to wait a whole nother year. I have to live in an apartment for a whole nother year. I have to wait on living in my home a home that's mine for a whole nother year. And then there was a point that came in of, okay, how can we allow this piece of time, seemingly this constraint, how can I allow this to unfold in my favor? And so George and I had talked about it and there was one home that was actually the spot on home that I have been dreaming of, but it's at the very top of our price range. And I really mean it at the very top of our price range. We get it, but it would be really tight. And that's not how I wanted to. We have done that in the past in our younger days. When we first bought a home, we bought it at the very end of our, at the very stretch of our budget. Um, and I didn't like it. I didn't like how we felt while we lived there because we were always having to check our budget. And I knew that giving us this full year would allow us time to make the decisions we wanted, to save up, to get some new furniture because we've had furniture that we've had um, 
gosh, for probably the last 15 years, it's moved around with us. Some of it has moved around with us our entire 25 plus years in the military. And so I know that I want some new things because our kids are grown. We've had some of our furniture since our kids were young. And so I'm ready to transition into the furniture. Like <laughs> real grown up stuff. That's one of the things that giving us a year of planning and looking allows for us to do. It allows for us to pay off any more debt that we have, anything left that we have while we're sitting here. And so mindful on our finances that we have one more year left. What is it that's no longer spring us financially? What is it that we want to bring on financially? It allows us planning for the aspect of being in the future trip. And as much as I don't like to do that, being in the present moment, I acknowledge that being able to plan over the next year is exactly what feels good right now. And using that time to my advantage and using that perceived, what I wanted to perceive in the moment as a constraint of time and how time was working against me, it's actually really working for me. And as I even say these words and acknowledge that time is working with me, it really sinks in and feels good to say that we're using that time wisely. We're using that time for us. It feels like an incredibly adult decision. (laughs) And it feels really good. It feels really good to use time in my favor. And so that is part of being in the present moment. And so I was willing to, that was just a very minor, minute way of being uncomfortable in the present moment. What would have conversely happened was that I would have numbed out the uncomfortable feelings of I'm not willing to wait by jumping on the house that was the top end of our budget that we could have moved into truly the time our lease was up here in March. So that's a month and a half away. That would have been ready. We could have moved in. And that would have numbed my feelings of not feeling be in the present moment. I chose differently. And it's just from having the practice and the willingness to step out of my comfort zone that I made that decision. And so if you're not willing to dig deeper into the feelings of that present moment, I invite you to ask yourself, why? Why do I feel uncomfortable right now? Where are these uncomfortable feelings stemming from? And can I just sit with it? Am I willing to just sit with these uncomfortable feelings for a moment rather than whatever method it is that I default to to numb these feelings out? You know, I had a friend um, in therapy several years ago, um, that, well, that I was coaching, a friend that I was coaching in my business and her and I won't use her name or anything I will just use this this scenario actually it wasn't a you know she it was a he and 
at one moment he had such a revelation and had such a profound shift in his reality. It was crazy. He allowed himself to really feel the feelings in the moment that we were in his coaching session and so taken by the fact that he allowed himself to feel these feelings that he was really overwhelmed with emotion, started crying, and then realized that at this time, he wasn't a crier. Like he had always, I just cry. It's not my thing. I don't cry. I feel emotions, but I don't cry. He was so unwilling to tap into the truth of himself that he allowed himself these emotions just flow forward and sob and sob and sob in the moment. He allowed himself to be so present in the moment that that's what came forward were these gut-wrenching sobs that I have a feeling had been there for years, but that's where this gut-wrenching place came from, that these emotions had been so built up, pent up, It was more than just the awareness of the present moment of what he had really dug into and the willingness to see the situation and the reality. I think it was just that present moment of being willing to tap into the sobs that created more sobbing and more sobbing. And as painful and as joyful as it was in that moment, When he finally finished, he acknowledged, I just want to go do my numbing of choice right now. That's what I want to default to. And it doesn't matter what that numbing of choice was, whether it was food or alcohol or or checking out. However it is that you check out, he acknowledged that and recognized, this is what I want to do right now. Because he wasn't quite sure what to do with what had just happened. His default mechanism was to go do that that checkout of choice, that drug of choice. I'll just use that phrase. Because it was such an overwhelming place for him to be in, he didn't quite know what to do. And as soon as he said that, he sat with it for a few minutes and then said, you know what? I'm not going to go to that place because as soon as I do, then I'm out of this place. I'm out of this moment, I will have then checked out of whatever is unfolding right now. And it makes me so emotional because it's just the human willingness to be okay, to be a witness. That's what is overwhelming for me, is to be witness to someone who is willing to dive so deep into that place that they don't ever go to and to open a door. They could have even just cracked the door and this came forward. It's the willingness of the human spirit to be uncomfortable in that moment and acknowledge it and even see the place where we want to numb it out and then be even more willing to just sit with the place and the space. It's an incredible place to be when you allow yourself to go there. 
it's an incredible place to witness a human being allowing themselves to go there. I invite you to go to these places, to go to those uncomfortable places that you're not usually willing to go to, that you're not usually willing to allow yourself to feel into because it's just another piece of your own puzzle. It's a piece of the puzzle of your life and it actually is something that you get to unpack and let go of. It is a piece of your shell that we all have. We all have these pieces to our shell that we're seemingly unwilling to let go of. And when we let go of it, it releases burden, that heavy burden from ourselves. The feeling of freedom is incredible, euphoric. When we allow that shell of the present moment, in that moment, when we allow that peace to fall away, we are allowing a piece of the, the shell I'm going to call the separation shell we are allowing others to come in. Because it's when we create that separation from others that we put ourselves on a pedestal or we put ourselves behind a wall and don't let anyone else in. It creates fear and anxiety. And it creates a separation where we are right now in the world. I just invite you to sit with what comes up, and be curious about it. Be curious in the moment. You can dig as deep as you want to dig in the moment. It can be just a little bit. It can be a lot. Sometimes there's beliefs that we have formed around this present moment about what has come up. I invite you to look at that. Sometimes there's the, there are a lot of things buried underneath. And oftentimes when we just sit with a feeling and let it into our existence rather than pushing it away, the feeling or the thought will give rise to something else that's underneath. And perhaps what is underneath is fear or loss or grief or abandonment that hasn't been addressed. And it sounds as simple as that, but it takes courage. It goes back to the part one. It takes courage in the belief of ourselves that we have the strength and the wherewithal to dive into what's really underneath for us. We all have it. None of us are immune to this. We're all on the same boat with this. We all have fear that comes from somewhere that is just lurking right underneath. No one is immune to this. And so you are not the only one that is going to do this type of work. We are all on some level doing this work together. If you're listening right now, then on some level you have asked for this information to be given to you look in to what's going on. So on some level, you have subscribed to being in the present moment right now. So I just invite you to see what is there. 
what is that fear? Is that fear that everyone will find out that you're, quote, really not as good as we all think you are? Because that's just a belief that you have formed. And that is something that we all have. We all have that belief that you're going to see inside of me and realize that I'm not all that in a bag of chips that you think I am. When in reality, we really are. We are all that in a bag of chips, every single one of us. We have just formed beliefs contrary to our truth because our truth is that we are love and our truth is that we are completely valid and that we are all worthy. That is our truth. Let's that fear piece again one more time about letting go as well, letting go of the judgment being in the moment of looking at whatever it is that we look at because then it's really easy to bring in fear that if I let go of this one thing in my life, everything else around me will crumble. Fear is an incredible component for motivation to either do something or not do something. So learning to be in the present moment is learning to trust. Trust that life isn't going to crumble into a million pieces if I examine this part of myself. So learning to be present with trust. How does trust look for us? Were we raised on trusting our own intuition? Were we taught to trust our own thoughts? Were we taught to trust the world around us? Or were we raised with, oh, that's not what you thought you saw. You really saw X, Y, and Z. You really saw this. You didn't see that. So if what we really saw has been manipulated in some way, then we have been taught not to really trust ourselves. So we thought then to get out of that present moment what we saw isn't what we saw, or what we heard isn't really what we heard. So we've been taught then not to trust our intuition. So then there's that underlying piece of when we're in the present moment, I don't know how to trust myself. Can I really trust what I saw? Can I really trust what I heard? Can I really trust what my intuition is telling me? Perhaps we don't know how to trust that because that is such a key component in our upbringing and in our life that we have never checked back in and retrained ourselves how to be intuitive. I can remember so many times by so many people throughout my childhood being raised that, oh, that's not what you think it is. That's not what you heard or that's not what. And it was just the other person who was telling me not being willing to be in their selves. They were just, you know, being in their present moment of checking out or not being willing to. And so there is no fault to be had by anyone. We are all on the path, perfect path that we are on. What I'm here to do is to invite you to start on the path of presence now and being in that present moment. So truth, present moment, being it means being willing to 
look at what you are receiving. Look at the information that is coming into you and do you trust yourself enough to know and to realize without aggression? Like there's a difference again between that place of this is what I know to be true versus this is what I know to be true for me. Two different places of I want to of the world trusting in ourselves from that place of love and knowingness versus trusting the aggression that you can project. Do you get that piece? There's two. Those are two different ends of the spectrum. One is projection. One is internal knowingness of trust. So I invite you to check in with that place of your own intuition. Do you know what it feels like to check in with yourself, with your own intuition? Do you know what it feels like to know that you're right from the place of within, not from the external aggressive I might, but knowing within like, yes, this is true for me. This is, may not be true for anyone else on the planet. For me, this is true. This is what I know to be true. So I invite you to bring in that peace of truth, checking in on how many times you are willing to be in that present moment of truth. This is what my truth is. Rather than maybe you up until now have defaulted on relying on other people or relying on external pieces to bring you the truth. Or perhaps you haven't even known what that truth looks like for you. So being back into the moment, there's another piece that I will share with you about truth and listening. So as I was growing up, and this is actually kind of broad, but you can probably relate. So as I was growing up and I was raised with religion and raised in a religious household. And again, everyone subscribes to what feeds their soul. And we all subscribe and unsubscribe at different times in our lives. And so at the time I was growing up for my family, religion was a very prominent part of our lives. And so I was taught by religion what should be true for me and what should not be true for me. I wasn't taught to check within to see what felt good to me or what didn't feel good or what felt true or what I wanted to believe in or what I didn't want to believe in. I was told. And so growing up, whether it felt congruent or not, I just knew this is what I should. And I use quotes around that word should because that's a yucky word. This is what I should be doing, or I should be saying, or I should be thinking, rather than trusting in my own intuition and my own guidance to do what I know is right, or do what I know I should think, or, or say, or know. And so it took a lot of undoing as an adult when I decided that I didn't want to, like that particular religion was no longer serving me and that I no longer wanted to to subscribe to 
the dogma of the religion and I stepped out of that realm, it was a brand new place for me to be in because I then got to feel out, well, what is it that I do believe in? Up until now, I've been told what to believe and the constraints that I should live in and that I should think and what I should feel and do and be and say and eat. And now what? As a young adult, I was left with this openness, this open container to create. Of, so now what, what is it that I want to believe? I don't have to believe anything anymore. Almost as if I got to rewrite the script of my life. See how this fits in for you. Like, how is it that you get to re- rethink about your truths in the present moment? So maybe something today is different for, from, for you than what it was yesterday. I find myself with this all the time, and it's something that drives my husband bonkers. Although I will say, as much as it drives him bonkers, he's so used to it. I will say something in, you know, being in the present moment, like, yes, this is very true for me. And then maybe a week later, Mm-mm, that one's not working for me anymore. I'm changing it and I'm doing it like this because I've, at that moment already, when you start allowing things to continually evolve and grow in your mind, just as soon as you think, yes, I am so subscribing to this, you've actually opened the door. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's not working for me anymore. I've decided that this is really a better path for me. However that looks for you, in whatever capacity in your life that works. And so I'm always changing and evolving, which is good, right? Because who wants to be stuck and stagnant all the time and just be so dogmatic and pragmatic about how we are in the world? Like, this is how I am going to show up for the rest of my life and I will never change. Maybe that works for you. For me, it just feels... It just feels yucky and there just doesn't feel like any growth can happen from that place, that place of unwilling stuckness. So truth, and I think I'm probably going to say truth like in this podcast. So how does truth look to you in the present moment? Come back to courage and be in the present moment you that doesn't feel good or doesn't feel truthful this is something I have learned instead of when when my husband again my biggest teacher on the planet without even him having to be it or being thinking that he has to be my teacher him just being him is my biggest yeah he's my biggest teacher <laughs> And so when he has said something to me that triggers me or that doesn't feel good or maybe sarcastic that he doesn't even think is sarcastic or doesn't intend to be, what I have learned to say that is my truth is that does not feel good to me. What you said, how you delivered it, does not feel good for me. I don't feel good right now. What it does is I have accepted and taken the responsibility for whatever it was that he delivered doesn't feel good to me. 
like, ow, that hurt. That doesn't feel good. Rather than the converse way that you could have done it or that we could have done it, which sometimes people do, is deflect what was said and start finger pointing and shoving it right back to him and making it his, his thing, which does nothing for no one. It solves no problem. And it's aggressive and pointed and harsh and yucky and in a square box. That's the vision that comes to me. When I say, that doesn't feel good for me, I've taken the responsibility that it doesn't feel good for me. It has softened the finger pointing. I'm taking responsibility for owning what doesn't feel good. Because really, it doesn't feel good no matter what someone says to us, whether how we're reacting or not, we still don't feel good. That's the truth in the moment, right? It doesn't feel good for me. And it feels circular versus square, whereas a circle we can figure out and continue and keep going, whereas a square, there are edges and there are lines and like a box, and it doesn't feel like there's any way out. Whereas a circle is a continuation of, okay, we can figure out how to fix this, and then we can come right back to where we were before we started. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that is the truth for me when something doesn't feel good the present moment. Hmm. How else can we be in the present moment of... Right now, I think, actually, I think that feels really good for today, is being with the truth in the present moment. What does your truth look like? Let's just recap this real quick. What does your truth look like in the present moment, no matter what's going on? Are you willing to be in the truth of your present moment? Are you willing to look at the uncomfortableness and go to that uncomfortable place? If you're not, ask yourself why. Why am I not willing to be uncomfortable? I mean, come on, we all have those uncomfortable places. And so part of growth is pain, right? There's no growth unless there's a little bit of pain or uncomfortableness. So if you're unwilling to be uncomfortable or in pain, why and what is stopping you? What is stopping you from that forward growth? Because for a, you know, a couple seconds of pain or a couple seconds of uncomfortableness or even a couple minutes or maybe a day, what's on the other side of being uncomfortable right now? Be in the truth of the present moment for yourself. Why am I not willing? is it that's triggering me are and if you are willing to go to that place then use whatever words work for you i am willing to see this in a different light i'm willing to see what it is that is that is causing me such uncomfortableness that is causing this pain i'm willing to see what's underneath all of this. So by setting that intention, you are telling yourself, your soul, your higher self, the universe, 
you're in, you're setting that intention that you are willing to see it, and it will slowly and by and large softly unfold for you. You'll have aha moments of oh my gosh, now I know why that is there. It might be easy. It might not be easy. I don't know. I don't know what's up for you. Mm. Yeah, I just invite you to be fully, fully in the present moment of truth. All we have in the present moment is love and our own truth, right? That's, that is the present moment. The present moment is truth and love. Mm. I hope this has served you in whatever capacity you need to hear today. Thank you, and I'm sending you so much love on your journey of truth and being in the present moment. And I will see you next Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.